world. The inauguration of President Trump signaled the end to the power that has been in control of the human race for thousands of years. A power that has set up kingdoms with the purpose to ultimately install the new world order at this particular date and time in history. It signals the end of the new world order. And it's been anything but a smooth transfer of power. The complete and total containment of evil has begun. What we are witnessing is a complete and total shift of the control of the earth, a changing of the guard, an epic time words cannot express. The Luciferian reign is over and is the end of the world as they've known it. Lucifer has lost all power and control of the earth and all of his mechanisms of deception and manipulation will be exposed completely. Adam, you now understand Lilith. You, we are now getting ready to ride the beast. Yo, this is one of the most momentous occasions in centuries, possibly since Roosevelt, or, or possibly since even um, Abraham Lincoln. For thousands of years, the serpent seed bloodlines pillaged and conquered every race and culture so as to accommodate their means to an end. An end that till now was thought to be cemented and ready to be executed. An end that would have given the Luciferian elite complete control of the earth for the next millennium. An end to the written prophetic convergence of events that would have given way to death and destruction. An end of days scenario. An agenda that would have come to fruition with the election of Hillary Clinton. A scenario that now has been derailed. Trump was chosen to stop not just America's destruction, but all catastrophes tied to the prophetic timeline, which was added to the biblical canon as the book of Revelation. The church, as we know it today, will cease to exist because of its ties to pagan worship. All pagan practices that have been implemented into the Old and New Testaments are an abomination to our Heavenly Father. The curse of the letter has been broken. And you may wonder, what now? If none of this doom and gloom happens, when will Jesus come back? What can we expect? Trump, in his inauguration speech, said this. Together we will determine the course of America and the world for many, many years to come. Your voice, your hopes, and your dreams will define our American destiny. And your courage and goodness and love will forever guide us along the way. We stand at the birth of a little millennium, ready to unlock the mysteries of space, to free the earth from the miseries of disease, and to harness the energies, industries, and technologies of tomorrow. Through this man, or possibly through the one, the men who follow him and realize the truth is most, like utmost, I've learned most of it is bullshit, and I feel great about it. You know what I mean? It's like freedom. We finally understand what's going on. All the predation, all the lies, how they've changed your world, and how they separated you from man, the man from the woman. It's crazy, yo. Today's ceremony, however, has very special meaning. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. January 20th, 2017, will be remembered as the day the people became the rulers of this nation again. And most importantly, we will be protected by God. A transition of power from the Luciferian rulers of the earth to the righteous people of the earth. President Trump, with the help of our allies, including Russia, will put an end to this Luciferian New World Order globalist agenda. The righteous sons and daughters of our Heavenly Father throughout the earth have the opportunity to take their discernment back from everything that separates us. We have been deceived on all fronts. Through our history, 
through our science and through our religion. And unlike what we have been told, we have free will and have total and complete control of our destiny, our future. Religion has kept us out of touch and out of commission from things that truly matter. It has disconnected us from the present and kept us living in a manipulated past. We must regain total control of creation. We must rid of all genetic manipulations. We must rid of Monsanto and every corporation tied to Monsanto. We must stop their chemtrails spraying of our skies. We must put the serpent seed bloodline under total containment. This we must do before our Heavenly Father comes. The Luciferians have kept our Heavenly Father's sons and daughters of every race and culture on earth under the curse of the letter. It has divided us since the beginning of time. We have been under the Babylonian temple system. God's temple is not built by hands, but reigns in our hearts as our spirit of righteousness and discernment. We must never surrender our spirit to any book or to anyone or anything. We are to concentrate in the now so that we can take care of tomorrow. It's the only way we defeat the evil on the earth because we do battle against flesh and blood because all the evil on the earth is flesh and blood and they can be affected and they can be stopped and they can be defeated. We are the guardians of our father's creation and we must regain our boast with extreme prejudice. Then and only then his kingdom will come and his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. All cultures and races of peoples of the earth who stand for what's right and have a moral compass to live in principle and moral values are his righteous sons and daughters. Thanks. All who abide and preach the narrative of doom and gloom of the letter are false prophets who promote the agenda of Satan's Catholic Church fathers. And let no man divide you from your neighbor. For thousands of years, every race and culture has been under the curse of the letter that keeps us judging each other and divided. All religions have been cursed to keep us bounded in pagan practices. No book can ever be holy or infallible. Satan's counterfeit version of Christianity gave us the version of the word of God. This is why we must go back to polygamy. It is my pleasure to introduce and to respect you, the balance of our nature. Creator, Father, the Word made flesh, Jesus. Our Heavenly Father incarnated in Jesus to come to our rescue, to deliver us from the curse of the letter, to set us free from the doctrines of men, to redeem us from religion. He truly did set us free from the curse of the letter. He totally carried us out of the Babylonian temple system and reconciled us to himself. That, my brothers and sisters, was and is the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hey, patriots, Pastor James here with James Red Pills America. Most of you know I've been selling off things. Nope, nope, nope. Money's in food. All right, yo, peace, yo. I just, I just want to put it out there, yo. I thought it was very interesting because a lot of people don't understand if we had gone directly from Obama to Hillary, whoa, I don't even want to think about it. Out here would have looked like V. <laughs> Remember Donovan? <laughs> Yo, this is what we facing, folks. <laughs> Yo, this is just a quick one, man. I got to go meet with kids and stuff, man. It's all good. It's all good. Let's see. I'm going to do a little comedy one, too, and then you go get ready. Yo, um, V, 19, yeah, 1980s, 1970s. Y'all remember this, yo? Y'all remember, anybody, anybody was around during this time? <laughs> that remembers this joint? See, when we were kids, right? Shit was violent, because we were ready for a violent attacker. Give me the song, man, give me the song, give me the song. Yeah. Here we go.
Y'all, I used to love them little laser guns, man, but then somebody said it got shot with a laser gun before having a laser gun by the cops. That was over. Ooh, back when America was America, man. I still go back to like, I don't know. I don't know, well, I guess we're going forward, so I don't know which year was really good. And if anybody gets a chance, go on um, YouTube. There's a movie called Cosmic Slop. Space Traders with Robert Guillaume. Woo! All we ask you in return is the delivery to our vessels. Five days from now, every child, woman, and man in your nation with at least 2,500 milligrams of melanin in their skin per square centimeter. What the hell is melanin? Put more simply, in trade for solving all your most pressing domestic catastrophes, we are asking for every person in your country that you would classify as black. No, we are not. What are you going to do? Well, that does not concern you. We give you five days to decide, and the offer is non-negotiable. We will not try to coerce you in any way. Yet, I hope we can do some business together. We wait all this time for a fucking UFO and they come here with this? <laughs> <laughs> it's all bullshit, right? Maybe. Maybe this day's gonna go down in history. End of poverty, end of pollution, cheap unlimited energy for every American. Sounds like a hell of a re-election platform. Sam, I have to go on record as saying this is crazy. But but what? Well, welfare rolls would be cut 40%. Food stamps, Medicare, drug abuse programs slashed. May I add something, Mr. President? You know, if I could guarantee the prosperity of this great country by giving life or taking off of those space traders, I do so without a moment's hesitation. You know, the Secretary's courage is not unlike that American men and women have exhibited when called to military service. And well, some go more willingly than others, but almost all go with the knowledge that they might never come back. I don't believe what I'm hearing. Doesn't anybody see a downside to this? You know, Casper's absolutely right. The guilt that many whites would feel for sending the blacks away could take a severe psychological toll, with medical costs possibly reaching astronomical levels. This is madness. Our military services would be decimated, depleted of 30% of our manpower. But with unlimited energy, think of the weapons you could create. <laughs> Mr. President, Sam. You were elected by the slimmest of margins. Your African-American vote was key. I don't expect them to be thrilled, but uh, I put this delicately. Their future electoral class is going to be severely limited. Casper, <laughs> <laughs> let's be honest. Do you really think the aliens will treat them worse than we have? Oh, the real issue here is spin control. The decision has to be the will of the people and not the administration policy. How about a national referendum? Have NCI fire up a couple of those yes and no 900 numbers. I be damned. We're on to something here. 
Professor Govardley, you look like you want to say something. <laughs> gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. <sighs> As you know, Mr. President, I have been a lifelong card-carrying Republican. I feel I was instrumental in your moderate wing wrestling control of the party from religious extremists. I have often supported this administration's repeal of affirmative action legislation, not protested its decreasing handouts to the poor. And in helping you undermine these policies, I realized that your reasons for doing so differed from mine. And yet I was always a good soldier for the party. I sincerely believed and still believe that black people need to learn how to stand on their own two feet without the crutches of governmental legislation. But I'm afraid I must protest in the strongest terms possible what I've heard in this room today. What is being proposed cannot be passed off euphemistically as selective service. At its best, it is group banishment. At its worst, it is utter and complete extermination. Wait, wait, wait. Did I miss something? Who said anything about exterminate? The space traders seem perfectly nice and civil. Their plan might be one great big club med for all we know. Sam, we do not even know if these creatures can deliver on their end. You and I play poker together. What if they're as good at bluffing as you are? Now you're worse than Dixie. I look like a damn idiot if the aliens took off and left me nothing but a big bag of tortilla chips. <laughs> ah. We'll ask them for a peek at the goodies. And if they're not BSing, we'll schedule a national referendum on the night before their deadline. Call up MCI, ask them to fire up two yes and no 900 numbers. Gentlemen. Lady. Now see what's happening here, there, right? The aliens are saying they want all the black population, anybody who has more than 25% melanin, reverse this because all these things are, are tricks on our mind as well too, right? Imagine they just say they want everybody, we want to just drink their blood, we're elites, we're running the spot. We're going to consider ourselves aliens because we want to be, we want to believe that we are different because we've been terrorizing you all for years. We are Luciferans, we understand deception. Everything we do is to deceive. Everything we do is to take advantage. Everything we do is to predate. You know what I'm saying? So this brother, Robert Guillaume, he plays what they would call, what we would call in all times, he would be like the Larry Elder. You know what I'm saying? The one who can talk with all sides. And actually is looking for black people to do better. They call it bootstrapping, but really and truly it's just work. The reason they call it bootstrapping is because once they get women into the working environment, women aren't going to like the working environment. So they, they're going to be like, oh, you can make it for yourself. What happened to generational wealth? How are you going to have generational wealth without a father in the home? You get what I'm saying? So he goes around now trying to save blacks. Yes, talk to me. Well, first of all, I'd just like to say I love your show. I, you. I watch it every day. Mm -hmm. But my comment is this. Black I people He starts controlling the media. He starts, he starts organizing all the talks. He starts giving out Hennessy, you know what I'm saying? To, to everybody like, yo, we need black folk. You know what I'm saying? It's the diverse culturalism that thing. They tried this once before, but I pledge to you that hundreds of thousands of Jews will not allow another final solution in this country. Not now, not ever. Tracking polls indicate support of the trade at 
The melanin content of 2,500 milligrams per square centimeter that the traders requested roughly corresponds to a light brown skin complexion. Dr. Eric Fannin of Johns Hopkins. Fanon. Excuse me, uh, Dr. Fanon will explain. Doctor. The amount of melanin in one's skin varies according to how dark or tan we might be. At 2,500 milligrams per square centimeter, it corresponds to the darkness of, oh, I'd say, to be uh, an ordinary paper bag. And it's just like skin and shit. He puts it in a paper bag. Like, I'm like, this is a paper bag. What about you? <laughs> like, it's so divisive. Another news. What a shit. Government sources confirm that France, England, and Germany have offered their blacks as well. The alien spokesperson is quoted as saying, Maybe next time. If this trade could bring our nation nothing but disaster. But I don't want you to take my word for it. Because after all, I come from a very obvious self-interest. Alien. <laughs> Why don't you tell the rest of the boys how this trade would affect your distilleries? Blacks drink 33% of my hard liquor, 48% of my cognac alone. Who's going to take up that slack? Why, it'll decimate athletic shoe sales. Cool and Newport cigarettes. Pork. 15% of our best consumers gone like that. And we at the oil companies employ over 12 million people worldwide. Oh, the alien, inexhaustible energy source will wipe us out overnight. Furthermore, the blacks are all gone. How long do you think poor whites will stand being at the very bottom of the barricade? We'll have a revolution before the year's out. We've got to tell those little green men to go back where they came from. Excellent, gentlemen. Excellent. Now, I believe that this room represents a few trillion dollars in assets. I propose that we mount the largest ad campaign this nation has ever seen. We buy up every minute of radio and TV airtime, every print ad, every billboard, even every goddamn bus bench, and we flood them with the anti-trade message, S-O-S, save our soul. We'll have whites on their knees begging blacks to stay. By executive order, the president has banned African-Americans from leaving the country Mommy, this is you can't just pretend this isn't happening. No, we didn't bring any science to you. Yourself? Just entertainers? Yeah. Okay, this is for people. This is for people. Don't come out. When you pick up your phone to vote in the privacy of your own home. Privacy. My people, oh my people, the sit-ins and the boycotts of work, we are ahead in the polls. These are the race hustlers then. Thank oh, you, chickens before they come home to roost. Oh, somebody bring me some milk, because he got a big Oreo. Yes, we are ahead in the polls. Who knows how these people will vote? The privacy of their own homes. Oh, sit down, Tony. I am well aware of how I am perceived, but now is not the time for our petty squabbling. Now this came to me this morning. In order to ensure victory, we must stop resisting the offer and urge the country to accept the traitor's proposition. <laughs> major motivation for racism in this country is the deeply held belief that black people should not have anything that white people don't. Not only do whites insist on better jobs, higher incomes, better neighborhoods, better schools, but they leap to gobble up our language, our dress, our music, and our dance. Therefore, that from now until the polls open this evening, 
we circulate the rumor that the aliens have arranged for our transport to the wealthiest and most beautiful utopia in the known universe. White folks will go in, wondering what we will encounter in this new land. They will gnash their teeth. They will even argue that to limit the space traders offer to blacks is an unconstitutional discrimination against whites. I cannot stand here any longer and be influenced by a man who has dedicated his entire life to sabotage his own people. Now is not the time for trickery and talk. My people, my people were brought here involuntarily, and involuntarily is the only way they're gonna take me out. Without power, oh man, they said, give me goosebumps, yo. A people without without power must use cunning and guile. Yo, big up to to um George Clinton and Parliament Funkadelic, Robert Gillion for putting this together. All the actors in this in this film, Cosmic Slop, nineteen ninety four, Space Traders. It's it's like three parts, but this part here was like. NAACP holding hand in hand, the Jews holding hand in hand. You know what I'm saying? They they all leading the people, ushering the people into their own destruction, straight into the well. Because the people without power must have cunning and guile. ACLU, SCLC, ACT UP. Coalition to, to Stop the Trade. They had all the names, my yo, my brothers and sisters. They had all the names of all of our predators, all the race hustlers. Well, today is a day of reckoning for 20 million Americans of African descent. Now it's 42. Voting will begin in just a few seconds from now. And as you know, two telephone numbers will appear on your screen, one in favor and one in against the space traders offer. After dialing the number of your choice, simply key in your personal security code. Here, ladies and gentlemen, are the two numbers. Get out of here. Not too, Gail. A promise is a promise. No! 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 Anybody darker than a brown paper bag? No! They rounding up everybody with arms. This is just reviewing the old. You knew it was hopeless as soon as the idea was out of the bag. Didn't you? All right, people off the bus and on the way. Hot dog, let's go. Get your belongings and get out of the bath. Oh, my God, just ushering them. 
that too much man it just shows like you're gonna we're gonna get sold out by our own it's crazy it's crazy we, we always get sold out by our own now i was telling our fantasia and miss lady t about this here yesterday and um i guess everybody was in the group ej willie you know what i'm saying um love yourself dana j official dana j yeah um let me see Malik. Shabazz, fresh and fit. This is the man that wants to stand up for black people. I love our brother, but somebody have long white too. Ain't nothing, ain't nothing white that you don't like. Show me something black you like, including your black self. Where's fresh? Hit the canvas. Have you hit the canvas over there, brother? Uh, fresh, come back. Fresh, come back. We just lost you. I saw your request. Come back, Fresh. This is our leader. This is who wants to lead us. I'm not, I'm not going to provide any opinion. I'm going to just let people listen, yo. I got to get ready. Yeah, I'm going to just get ready and let this play, yo. Anybody want to shout out? Anybody want to speak up when they come in, yo? It's all good. We gotta get, we got a nighttime show that we got here going in a second. Okay, okay, so we're gonna get it real quick. Um, I'm so, as a student of Dr. Khalid Muhammad, I'm so sick and tired of athletes, entertainers, and those that make it um, turning on black people and talking down to black people. It's clear that these two brothers, they just love them some cracker wind. They just love them some blonde-haired, blue-eyed, pink-toes, pale skin, buttermilk complexion, iron-board backside, caucasoid mutinoid, subjects and a bitch, white cave bitches. And it's a shame, I, and I, my admirer, I call Brother Myron the Sambo from Sudan. I'm hoping that he hasn't been bit by the white Arab disease that teaches that the white Sudanese is better than the black Sudanese. I heard Fresh say that one of his parents was black, but we don't know about the other. And so we in the New Black Panther Party, and I, Malik Zulu Shabazz, I want to say I love the black woman. I want to say that the black woman is the queen of the planet Earth. She's the mother of civilization, that the black woman is the goddess of the universe. She ain't just somebody we may just happen to want. She is our not just our president, she's all that we want we don't want nothing else but the black woman and we are and one day we're going to put a stop to this as Khalid muhammad said that one day we will come to that stage and that microphone and these black movement will snatch you off that goddamn stage for talking and dogging our people and we and dogging the black woman out we love some chocolate black women the blacker the fairy the sweeter the juice that's all we want to hear out here and then, as I conclude, to say that everybody has suffered. This, uh, this brother over here looking like he's a black old man, brother uh, Fresh, looking as black as tar, talking about he made a black woman. If you didn't have probably some money, no woman on the earth would touch you, including the black woman. We can tell you ain't had no women. And so, come on, brothers, wake up. If you're going to be an entertainer, be a revolutionary entertainer. If you're going to do something, be like Paul Mooney, man. But stop being a Sambo and a Tom and a, and a bootlicking uh, tool for the Klan and white racism and white supremacy. And that's what I'm like. When are you going to stop, brother? Because if you don't stop, the new Black Panther Party is going to have to stop you. Black Pouch.
All right. Um, uh, Fresh, let me bring you back. Fresh, it looked like we lost you. Um, Myron, your thoughts? Uh, yeah, hold on. Oh! Yo, how old are you, bro? You like 70? Hey, look, my dog's white, too. Ain't nothing, ain't nothing white that you don't like. Show me something black you like, including your black self. Where's Fresh? Get the canvas? If you get the canvas over there, brother. Uh, Fresh, come back. Fresh, come back. We just lost you. I saw your request. Come back, Fresh. Yeah, I don't see he's checking out out of here. Fresh, come back. I'm looking at them, looking at the request. There we go, Fresh. Bring you back. I'll have Fresh test it first, and I guess I can go after it. Hey, man, like I was saying, how old are you? Is it seven years old, nigga? Anyhow, no, bro. Hang on, why not black right here? You're, you're saying I'm the black woman, right? Bro, I'm from Barbados, bro. My whole life, basically, I was in black chicks. So your assumption, based off of like, Oh, these guys are celebrities and they don't like, they, they're caught us with Bro, at the same time, I respect your opinion, they don't know us. So if you just say that, I just find it hysterical because you're assuming we're talking about a clip. Now, I don't know what you date, I don't care what you date, not my business. So, what are you gonna say, bro? Because you're talking a lot of shit right now, bro. A lot of shit. Uh, bro, what I, I'm doing is, as I'm, as I'm being on point, bro, I hear clearly what you're saying. You don't like black women, they're not your preference, and you equate black women with hood. Everything black to you is hood. Because maybe you've been rejected all your life because you're so black, and you got that big broad nose, and you look like an original African black statue. And then you want to get away from all the insults you suffered all your life because you're so... Everybody was calling you, now you want to get away from black brother. But it's your job now to embrace yourself. You got to love yourself for the first time in your life. And you show that by loving your black woman. You don't show that by being a tom and a stool pigeon. Because them white women going to leave you. As soon as your yacht run aground, they leaving you because they don't want you. They want you for whatever you can do, brother. And, and you got to be an example, black man. I mean, we, 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 we say you're an example, black man. Crack jokes, but crack on this cracker. That's what we want to see you crack on. Okay, so you're you're making derogatory white people, uh, and that's okay. But <laughs> right up, it's like we're gonna make jokes on everyone. Like, oh, you're down the platform. Don't talk. Don't respect how you look right now. Fucking clown world, bro. That's how you look. you by the toe, and I ain't gonna let you go, Myra. Getting money out of black people. A lot of money. Hmm? Yeah, you got the right business going, goddammit. You got the right business going. I'm just saying, wait, no, I'm broke. Oh, a white man, a white man. <laughs> <laughs> a white man. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, nigga, wait, what? What's your work now? I didn't tell you, man. No coffee, no sugar, no cream. <laughs> Man, look, I'm trying to tell you. Y'all be on the lookout. I'm telling this audience. I'm fooling. Black power movement and the new Black Panther Party is going to put a stop to this kind of activity. You're a clown. I'm 18. Like, Don, like, you're a clown, bro. We got to show that we got to do. Like, Rick, we You're a fucking joke, bro. Have you ever heard of Paul Mooney? Your new name is Pennywise, okay? <laughs> Your name is Pennywise, bro. Hey, bro, I got you, man. man you're I got you checkmated right here, black man. But, um, listen, man, 
Peace out to you. Peace to the fans. I'm going to leave it back to Alright, thank, thank you brothers for joining. You are too, you, you are too jet black, crispy black, wide-nosed, super black to be talking like this. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. I got to go. Alright, thank you both. Alright, brother Fresh. Super black. How the fuck people get super black now? <laughs> Yo, y'all need to start wearing capes and shit, man. I feel discriminated against. I ain't dark enough, man. My dad could have had a cape, though. That's what's up. These people crazy, man. These people who want to stand up for us. Right? Um, one time I was listening to the thing about um, Umar Johnson. Because yesterday was brought up young Pharaoh. And his little problems recently, but he just came to a point where it's like he got paranoid he found out too much and he found out a little too early. That's a problem, everybody. If you find out early, it's like, oh, you get targeted. But, um, more Johnson. Just I was going to pull up the Umar Johnson thing, but the Vic, they call him Dr. Umar Johnson, the bait versus the biggest coon on the planet. But I'm not African, though. I don't, I don't feel like an African. I don't think like an African. I don't look like an African. I, I am 100%, I'm 100% American. I have with me, for the man who at our, and he will be taking your call, Dr. Umar Johnson. Dr. Johnson is a psychologist and pan-Africanist. He wrote the book, Psycho-Academic Holocaust. Uh, the special education and ADHD war against black boys. Very interesting. I wanted to talk to him about these and other issues. Um, Dr. Johnson, welcome to the show, sir. Good morning. The honest mind. Thanks for having me. I, I appreciate you being here, buddy. Uh, the, the first thing I'd like to ask you, uh, just take about 10 seconds or so. What is a Pan-Africanist? Pan-Africanist is someone who believes that all African people, irrespective of culture, language, religion, class, or nationality, are members of one human family, and that they should primarily identify themselves as members of that human family before they identify themselves as members of any other group, religious, secular, or otherwise. So we believe that being African is more important and should take precedence over being Christian, Muslim, a Greek, a Mason, or anything else. And the second tenet of Pan-Africanism is that we have an international responsibility to work together in order to collectively improve the conditions under which African people live. Pan-Africanism posits that we can't really rise as separate groups. We have to rise as one because our conditions are so intimately linked in with one another that you can't possibly realize success on a regional or national level without working with the whole international African family. Amazing. And so that, does that include white people too who are, who are raised, born and raised in Africa? Okay. No. Pan-Africanism is <laughs> believe in self-reliance. And so when we talk about Pan-Africanism, we're talking about a self-reliant movement of African people solving their own problems, which is no different than what other groups within the human family do. European Jews primarily work with European Jews. Arabs work with Arabs. These Indians primarily work amongst themselves. So if we look at the way in which most cultures operate, they operate with a degree of exclusivity. And as African people, we reserve the right to also be exclusive. So are you saying that uh, color first, then religion, nationality, nationality, national, nationality, and then the rest? Not color, because color is a superficial characteristic. Color is nothing more than a symbol of culture and history and biological connectivity. So we would say African family first, not all Africans. As an obvious African look, most of us do. You can generally 
tell who is and is not a direct descendant of the original inhabitants of Dao Valley culture. But not all of us look obviously or phenotypically African. We have Africans who can look European and look like other races because we are the mothers and fathers of all other people. It's not uncommon to see some of us look like other people. But yes, most of us are phenotypically African, but not all of us. So, it's the DNA that makes us African. So it's African first and then the rest. But let me ask, in America, this doesn't include black Americans who were born in this country. We're not a part of that stuff, right? Because we are oh, Americans. But how, oh, no, but how is that? No, I mean, for me, for example, with me, for example, I was born in America, down in Alabama. And I'm 100% American, so I wouldn't be a part of this African stuff, right? No, that's totally incorrect. And Africanism as a philosophy was actually born in the Western Hemisphere. The Pan-Africanism came from... Now, I used to be into Pan-Africanism. Well, I had a lot of Pan-African friends. I, I hang up with a lot of Rastafarians as well, too. You know? And the thing about it is, you're, you're actually making somebody else you're better you're greater you know what i'm saying you no longer love your own nationality you're going into the pan-africans you're now putting africa over yourself and over your society even though many countries in africa are being predated upon by their own leaders the americans they came from the caribbean and went to africa once they get all the blacks together they're going to then say all the light skin once they say all the light skin, they're going to then say, oh, all of this shade, they can't be trusted. They're from a, a, a separate line. You get what I'm saying? LBGTQ plus, plus, plus. You know what I'm saying? They just keep adding on. Whenever they, once they divide you, because first it was just gay and lesbian. You know what I'm saying? Now it's um, gay, lesbian, transsexual. When did that come into place? I mean, we, we heard about the drag queens, but we just figured they were homosexuals. And we took it as that. Now there's bisexuals, those that men and women. Once they divide you into one thing, then they start fleshing it out. More division, more division, more division. Until they divide you from your own neighbor. You might even have one neighbor that moves in recently. Comes telling you things to divide you from your other neighbors that you've haven't you haven't even had a conversation with or heard what they're saying directly. And as such, you, you, you're not impacted by their statements. However, they're trying to pass on that information to make you turn up, um, against them. And that's basically what it is across the board. So believe it or not, ironically, uh, it was created by, quote unquote, um, American Africans. And so when we talk about Pan-Africanism, as I said earlier, it, the definition, it includes all African people, wherever we live. That's the entire purpose of the philosophy is to make African people understand that regardless of where you may be, you're still African. There's European Jews all over the planet, but there's still European Jews. But I'm not African, though. I don't, I don't feel like an African. I don't think like an African. I don't look like an African. Well, I, I am 100%, I'm 100% American. If you choose to identify politically as an American, not politically, I am an American. Okay, well, allow me to make my statement. If you choose to psychologically and politically identify as an American, then so be it. But genetically and biologically, you may be African. No, I'm but not. biological, biological, well, it's a Now, what if I tell you it's, part, it's most likely that melanin doesn't exist? What if I tell you that most likely the whole concept about the pineal gland is all bullshit? What well, if I tell you that there's no DNA and as such, we are all one race. We are all one people. And these people make money off of dividing you through science. Right? See, either you serve God or you don't at this point. If you used to serve the devil before, yo, that's the past. You know, we're going to need good soldiers later on in the future to save these kids. If you have kids and stuff like that, you know, if we had gone straight into 2016 to 2017 with the same agenda, we would be done. And we wouldn't even know it. It boggles the mind sometimes that we even had a fighting chance. That we even have this chance to speak for right now. You know? 
cater be in denial, most Africans are. You have to understand we suffer from a collective psychosis. Is this it's like that you might be suffering from that yourself? Is this like that stuff that Louis Farrakhan and and uh, Jeremiah Wright Jr. Obama's preacher talk about this black um, liber this black liberation this um, black let me just ask this black liberation stuff that's what this is all about. Well, let me clarify. If I tell you Jesse Lee Peterson is more revolutionary than motherfucking um Minister Farrakhan, you'll be like, what? <laughs> yo, yo, while Minister Farrakhan goes to works with Dianetics and goes to Dianetics and he goes in Scientology and he goes to works with um the alphabet community, um check Jesse Lee Peterson. He works with the alphabet community, but he's, he lets him know, yo, like <laughs> um Peterson, savage. He has this thing called Savage Moments, right? This other guy named um, Get a Job Put Up. It's hot, yo, it's hot. Um, I'm going to get one of the old ones. Yeah. The USC Race and Equity Center uh, serves as the nexus of practice, policy, and research uh, dedicated to eradicating the social ill of racism. And how do you do that? Uh, we do that through a number of different means. Part of that involves assessment and evaluation. Uh, so we are Currently under improve that climate to ensure that students have uh, equal and equitable outcomes uh, for their learning experiences in college. That's amazing. You said a whole truckload of words that had no meaning. So you write about your um, um, anger in the article of Ebony.com, the lovers rock. Featured confessions of an angry black woman. So you you are an angry black woman? No, not at all. Um, well, one thing the editor titled the article that. So mm -hmm. I'm not an angry black woman. I'm not <laughs> a stereotype, but I do sometimes have a hot temper. And Sam, you agree with me that most black women are angry? Uh, no, I, I won't agree with you on that. Why I mean, not? Because you can't make it, I don't know every black woman in the world that can't make that statement. Again, as my wife said, it's a stereotype. Have you ever met one that's not a, that was not angry? You sound ridiculous right now, and we. this Wait. is not what we... No, you you brought it up, uh, uh, Star, no, so I just... Oh, oh, I no, know you brought it up because of the article, and I'm trying to explain to you based on your, tar on your tone of voice what it's not. And this is not what we agreed to interview for. But We're I'm, thinking this is going to be a positive thing, and you're not making this a positive situation. But it is positive. No, it's not. The truth is positive. This is not the truth because you're, this is baseless. You don't have any facts. Your anger you're is showing. Stereotypes. Star, your anger is showing. I'm not angry. I'm, okay, fine. <laughs> you, you, you upset my wife. Okay, and that's, that's good that you have a church. Now, let me ask you a question. Um, would Jesus call her wicked? Yes. He will, no, he would call her evil. Why would he say that? Because she is of her father, the devil. Can you define evil? Uh, Maxine Waters. No, I said, can you define evil? Maxine Waters. Tell me about your hat. What, 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 how can your hat look funny? <laughs> it looks funny to you? It's called a pussy hat. So you got your pussy on your head? That's right. Interesting place to wear. I know. You said you grew up on a plantation. You grew up in Alabama. And all the things that you saw when you were a child, did you forget about all those things? Yes. I came across your show one day just clicking. Um, Welcome home. No, I'm, no. Gonna, I'm not at all. <sighs> yes, we are all sluts. You're a slut. All these dudes behind you are sluts. Your cameraman's a slut. Your PA's a slut. And your mic's a slut. A sl your mama's a slut. Your grandma's a slut. Everybody. Is your mother a slut? No. <laughs> Men don't want sluts as wives and mothers of their children. Who cares? Oh, you can't live your life for no man. It's not about men. Who cares about men? If I sat here and lived my life for a man, I would be miserable. But you do understand that a man would not want a slut to be the mother of the children. That's not true. Because not real men. What a is a real man, man Jesse? What is a real man? You? Uh, yes. A real man that love was right, he does what's right. He, well, then why do guys marry porn stars? Because they hate the mothers. <laughs> you know, I went through a divorce. 
And then I started dating after that. And it's like, well, if going out on a date with a guy makes me a slut, then that's just what I'm going to be. I don't think going out on a date makes you a slut, but having sex with different men makes you makes you a slut. Well, what does it make you if you have sex with different women? A slut maker. Oh, wow. Isn't that amazing? I don't think going out on a date makes you a slut, but having sex with different men makes you a slut. I don't think going out on a date makes you a slut, but having sex with different men makes you a slut. Well, what does it make you guys actually get It's Amber Rose, yo. A slut maker. A slut maker. It's different from many politicians who are trying to parse their words because those are tender men. And so are you both man and woman? Uh, I'm after now we're teasing out the difference between masculine and male. I try to be caring. I try to be responsible. I try to be adult. I try to be engaged and enthusiastic and thoughtful and tender and sensitive and all of those things. And I think women are that way as well as people who don't share a gender binary at all. It, it, that's amazing to me. Are you, are you happy being that way? Oh yeah. <laughs> my, my life is better. Because I, I can be close with another man. I could walk hand in hand with him. And <laughs> I'm feeling an incredibly close and good connection but I'm not worried about somebody saying I'm gay. I don't think you're gay, but you seem to be more woman than you are man. Have you noticed that? Yeah, I disagree. But all of your qualities are that of a woman. You're not, you don't have any manly qualities. I think, you don't even seem to know what they are. Oh, I, I think I've heard what goes inside the man box all my life. Tony Porter's talked through that. Oh, my stars. I, I've heard what it is to be a man. And I've rejected a lot of those. When it comes to abuse is a sickness. No man who are fighting back men. Drug, drug abuse is not a say, sickness. You say drug user, that drug, that drug seller, Listen, that drug dealer. At least the user. Confederate men were decent men. A crackhead is not a decent man. man. So you, also, you don't yeah. have any problem with taking down the statues and the monuments and replacing them with a crackhead. No, I think all monuments. I think all monuments. <laughs> you are said no. <laughs> I think all monuments are a waste of time, Jess. I mentioned Marion Barry. Uh, he was uh, caught smoking crack. Radical Islam terror terrorism. How do you feel about that? Right. Yo, what's up? I thought somebody up here, man. I'm gonna hop over here now. Radical Islam terror. First of all, um, I feel very, very uncomfortable with the terminology of radical Islam. But they're doing it based on what they've been taught within that. And they're not going to base on the teachings of Islam. No, they're not. Where do they get this idea of beheading and killing homosexuals and killing the infidels? From a very, a very, they're, they're a very hard verse. A very, per, not, it's not a radical Islam. Um, it's a very perverse understanding of Islam. If that's true, why don't we see in a public way Muslims out protesting? Because we, what what you want us to take to the streets yes. and say that we stand against this yes. stuff? Yes. The KKK was an okay. evil organization, just like Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter is a far left liberal radical <sighs> agitative organization founded by a bunch of black lesbians. And homosexuals and Mr. Peterson, you're now descending into extremely unpleasant and frankly vile rhetoric. I don't know why you think this is appropriate to say this on national television, but what you well, just said it. is completely unacceptable. Apparently, Oprah, Oprah Winfrey gave a, what the liberals are call a presidential speech last night at this so-called some kind of stupid award they had something called the golden globe award these uh elitist so-called celebrities are always entertaining themselves worshiping themselves making themselves feel better because they're they're, they're just low-life kind of people I found them out, yo. and so they need Respect. constant 
attention so that yeah, they can your real revolutionaries ain't gonna be like I wish Oprah would run for president.